If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Recorded live. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to episode 96 of Common Ground Radio. I'm Misty, and tonight Brandon and I have a special guest for you. Most of you, um, our listeners, know her as Nancy Wesley on Days of Our Lives. Please join us in welcoming the amazing Patricia Darbo to our show. Hello. Hello. Have you had a good week? Have you been busy? Just a little bit. Just, you know, I'm taking a voiceover class and a bunch of other things, and you suddenly go, oh, boy, this is more hot and difficult than I thought it was going to be. So, anyway, been a good week, though. Been a good week. Good, good. I know it's been a crazy first of the year um, going on with everyone, so it's like, oh, my goodness. Tons it is, and then suddenly you go, oh, excitement. it's going to yeah. be the 18th on Monday. Yes. <laughs> Yes, Where already. It's like Where did January go? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, Brandon, did you want to start us off? Oh, let's see. I think my question could probably be a good lead-off question. Um, I guess the first thing I wanted to ask was that I see that you studied theater uh, in college, so I was just curious as to if acting was something that you always knew you wanted to get into or if you had other interests, uh, interests that were not acting <clears throat> growing up. Well, mostly, and my mother said I came out of the womb acting, and so, but I did it in, in grammar school, high school, college, and then I, I met my husband in community theater. So, yes, it's something I always wanted to do. I'm, I was never good at waiting tables, so I had a full-time job as a lady executive for quite a while until some gentleman said to me that acting didn't fit the corporate image, and... Um, <laughs> to which I left, but I still was like, oh, maybe I... Uh, I better stick with what I'm doing. So I went to another job, and then I had another gentleman that told me I was a woman no more than a goat and to never contradict oh him again. So in oh my, my brief, <laughs> in my brief stand-up career, that's when I went, bye, and left. <laughs> so I would say acting has always been in my, uh, you know, something I always wanted to do, and you sort of take little paths here and there. But I've been mm-hmm. very blessed, and I was what made me decide to fully quit the job besides uh, the gentleman telling me that was the fact that I realized I was making more money part-time acting than I was in a full-time job that I hated. Uh, so that was when I just decided to do the acting full-time, and I've been very blessed in my career. Awesome. So you never, like, did you have any, you know, how kids growing up always wanted to be, like, a firefighter or a policeman or any, or something like that. So growing up, you just always wanted to be an actor or something like that? Well, I think I always was an actor, but, I, you know, that, that one little thing that I was going to be a nurse or a doctor, I thought that was right. pretty good. And, but yeah. um, basically, I was, always, um, I was always the heavy child. So, um, uh, you know, I was p- bullied like most kids were at, um, mm-hmm. um, that when they don't fit the standard image. And um, I made people laugh. Um, so they laughed with me instead of at me, and that was, I think, part of my acting also. Awesome. 
Oh, boy, oh. how to kill a room. <laughs> but <Ba-dum-bum. laughs> <laughs> well, It's sad to think, you know, I just bullying just really strikes a nerve with me. But I'm not a very thin woman myself, so. But well, it is, it is unfortunate. It is. I mean, it, but it does, I mean, um, I think the best thing we can, t- I, don't, I think the worst thing that parents ever tell their children is that, you know, sticks and stones will break your bones, but names will never hurt you. That's the biggest lie you can ever say, because names mm-hmm. do hurt. And yep. um, uh, I think that if you have a dream, you should live it and have it and do it. And if you can dream it, however corny it may sound, you can have it. You just go get it. And don't let somebody tell you you can't. Um, and generally, those people that are calling you names um, are leading very unhappy lives. They need someone else to pick on to make their life better. So just mm-hmm. know that. Just feel sorry for that person. Yes. Yes, that's what I tell my, my daughter. Um, but she's too thin, so she gets picked on for being too thin. And I'm just like, you can't win for losing. It's no, just, it's unfortunate. You know, you, you know, your hair is too long or your hair is too curly. You know, you're too fat, you're too thin, you're not the right color. You know, it's like everybody always feels like they need to pick on somebody else to make themselves feel better, and that's a crock too. So, um, mm-hmm. it, you know, whether it sounds Pollyannish or not, let's all try to get along. I mean, it's you know, we're here for a brief time on Earth, and then we're called home, and so it's time to, you know, enjoy it, live life to the fullest here, and be nice to one another because you'll get a lot mm-hmm. further. Yes, I agree. And um, so what was it like being on the set of Days of Our Lives? Did I mention the fact that I'm a big woman? <laughs> and those are little bitty women, little bitty women, you know. <laughs> so um, I, I was, first of all, I, I thought they'd made a mistake when they first cast me. I was like, do, do you guys have any idea who's playing my husband? This is just, they've they've gotten a wrong picture. I mean, because I've, had struggles with my weight all my life, so I'm up and down, and I'm going like this. Did they see the right picture? What I mean, this is crazy. So um, they did uh, see the right picture because you are a beautiful woman. Thank you. Well, I'm, and I know I'm beautiful, but you suddenly are thrust into anyway. We all have our insecurities, and um, you know, come on, Kristen Alfonso, Deidre Hall. I mean, <laughs> you know, all of these yes. women, uh, Lauren Coslow, they're gorgeous, thin women, and you know, I go in there, and of course, you're working with four cameras that are. Um, you make your back end look the size of a Buick, and you're like, "Whoa, dude, this is <laughs> this is not this is not good." I mean, I remember one time the director saying from the booth, "Patricia, get closer to Kevin, get closer." I had told him, I said, "You're going to have to drill a hole in his back for my left boob for me to get any closer to him." So <laughs> they had to make a lot of adjustments for me, also, besides being a little crazy, but being a bigger person on the camera. That's hilarious. I know when you first aired um, as Nancy and then Craig, what, it was Craig, right? Yeah. Um, I was like, oh, my goodness, look at these characters. And then Chloe came into the picture. So um, it was a very interesting story. Uh, you always make for hilarity, too. We came in before they decided to give us a family and stuff, and we were really kind of – we only were coming in for a brief short time. We were not under contract at the time. And um, the fans uh, embraced us with such mm-hmm. open arms and uh, with uh, loud voices that we were like we aired, and then the next day they were calling our agents to put us under contract because the audiences fell in love with us. And I'm very grateful to the fans because 
about, and I'm sure it's, I can speak for Kevin and say we both are because we immediately became Days of Our Lives family because we were contract players and we were embraced by the fans, and Days of Our Lives has the best fans out there. I'm sorry to other people, but they do have <laughs> the best fans. Um, and so we were very lucky. And um, it, it, for me it was astonishing because I did not have to audition for the part, and that was the other reason I was like, are they sure they know who I am? Um, <laughs> but because um, may she rest in peace, the casting director, Fran Bascom, was a friend, and she uh, we were at a, a party together, uh, with Ronnie Claire Edwards, I don't know if everybody watches the Waltons, but uh, Ronnie Claire Edwards' um, house, and Fran asked me if I would do a soap, and I, you know, thought I was going to go on to serve beer and peanuts and do a couple episodes, and I said, sure, why well, make work is work, absolutely. And the next thing I know, I have Kevin Spiritus as my husband, woo woo, and <laughs> and I'm in a I'm in the best soap on television, so it was a it's a great experience. Yes, we did. We loved Nancy and Craig. We loved. The characters, and I'm glad that they put you on for longer because, like I said, the fans, we just, we do, we bought into new characters, and especially new characters who are, like, I don't know how to say it, but, you know, like, Well, we were, different. We, were we were not and, the normal couple by yeah, any means. And different. the fact, we weren't stereotyping the fact that he didn't love me because I had money or these kind of things. We we loved each other because we loved each other. We were doing each other everywhere. We couldn't keep our hands <laughs> off each other. And uh, we had the best time. And I think it was um, a kind of a, a point where, you know, if I, can, if I can have it, so can you have it. You know, in other words, mm-hmm. you were vicari- anybody that was vicariously living through characters, you know, I what represented them. And mm-hmm. um, we had the best time. And Kevin and I are still really, really good friends and see each other quite often. Um, so it's, it's, um, it, was a, it was a great experience. And Nadia, of course, Nadia is now married and starting her own family and back on the show, and I think she's doing the show now too. Mm-hmm. Or she's she already filmed her part because they're like six months ahead on the show now. Yes. Isn't that crazy? It's just crazy oh, how yeah. they do that. Okay. But they were really <laughs> only like, they were basically only a month ahead when I was first on the show. So you... Um, when you were in heavy storyline, I, I I personally never left the sofa because I was constantly memorizing. So um, now it gives you a little bit of lead time because they're far enough ahead. But unfortunately, if the fans don't like the story, you're kind of stuck because it's hard to mm-hmm. undo something that was filmed six months ago. I, you kind of answered my next question, so I was trying to think of how to tweak it. Um, okay. But, <laughs> Take away there, Brandon. Take um, away. So, so you, you said you didn't have to audition, or there was was there an audition, or no? No, there was no for, audition. For I mean, I did not have to audition at all for the part. Um, I, as I said, Fran Baskin was the casting director at that time, and she told they because remember Nancy was not coming on as a contract player; she was just coming mm-hmm. on for a day player or maybe a week at the most. So it was right. like they looked at my resume, saw that I you know, knew what I was doing. I fit the physicality of what they wanted. And um, Fran Bascom, as the casting director, said, you're not going to go wrong if you hire her. Look at her credits. I know her personally. I know she's a wonderful actress. So I got the part. And um, then something that was supposed to last for two weeks ended up lasting, what, eight years. And then I got to come back a little while in 2013, I think, when uh, Chloe was having her little unbalanced time with Parker. But, um, 
So I'm, I'm, like I said, Mike, I've been blessed in my career with the certain things that have happened, and that was one of the biggest things. Yeah, and you're so, also a producer as well, right? I'm, yeah, I'm working on some different things um, uh, right now. I haven't got really produced yet. Um, I am doing The Bay right this moment, which is another web series. I don't know if people know that one. The, they just won the Emmy, um, and it was um, – and the, the the year for the year that they won the Emmy were some of the episodes that I did, so I'm very proud of that fact. So you keep busy. You keep busy. I just finished doing a, a Disney XD um, show, which is a spinoff of the Lab Rats that's on right this moment. And um, the, what else did I do? I worked with Sheldon on um, the Big Bang Theories. So I'm you know trying to keep busy out there. So. And now I'm barking like a dog. (laughs) Now I'm I'm doing voiceovers, learning to bark like a dog and chirp like a you know bird. And that's hilarious. That's for the the Disney. (laughs) Well, no, that's just for voiceover to learn how to um, to do cartoon voices and things like that. Oh, cool! Just something else I decided. I thought, hmm, I've not done that. I'll go do this. So. I think that would be a lot of fun to. It was do. fun. I mean, I have yeah. done. I did do Rango with Johnny Depp, and I did um, Babe years ago. The when the first Babe movie, I did some voiceovers in that, playing a chicken awesome. and a sheep, and a few other things. <laughs> That's so cool. I love. Um, I loved Babe, and I also like Rango as well. That's crazy. A fun experience. <laughs> Speaking of uh, the Bay, going back to that, um, that's actually produced by Mary Beth, or she's. She produces it, right, Mary Beth Evans? Yeah, um, she's from the Day. star of it, and she's uh, the uh, has. I think she's got producer credit on it with um, yeah. Gregory Martin, um, who's the exec and who writes and does most of the stuff, and Christos uh-huh. is on it. So there, I mean, uh, and Gregory is a, a genius in the fact that he's he created a soap that would be, and and then cast people for, that you knew from other soaps that you already loved uh-huh. and stuff, and created stories right. around that. So. And again, anybody out there that wants to produce or write and stuff, the internet now offers you anything. You can practically make a movie on your iPhone, and um, there's just so many opportunities for young filmmakers and actors to do things. This might be a loaded question, but do you think that maybe web soaps, web series, are kind of a way of the future? Um, you know, not to say that uh, you know soaps in daytime are going to wayside, but I mean there's not as many as there once were. So do you think that maybe, like, as the years go on, the soaps will be more popular when as when they're online? Or I, it, When you're dealing with the Internet stuff, you're dealing with, like, one-tenth the money practically. Um, mm-hmm. and, so, and that's why sometimes you don't have the production levels. But then again, you have other things that, the, that are filming on an iPhone that are tr- terrifically produced and wonderfully shot by very creative people. Um, I think when you have shows like... Um, uh, my mind just went blank. Let me hear I'm cycling back. Empire. Um, that just, uh, you know, then, and uh, Taraji just won the, the Golden Globe for that. Uh, that's a soap opera. It's a once a week soap opera, and, but it's still a soap opera. Um, and uh, any of your shows that are episodic and they have an ongoing story in them are based off of your daytime. So I don't think. Even though there are only four soaps left, um, I don't think we'll see them coming back to the 12 and 18 that used to be, except on the Internet. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah. But, it, again, you have, I mean, I've seen places, things that are being cast by uh, Spielberg and Ron Howard and uh, different people that are you you know are household names that are producers that are starting Internet companies and doing inter- Internet productions. Uh, so I think the Internet is a very growing, viable, and the future. And when you have your Netflixes and your things like that so that you watch the same thing, your television, uh, you're watching them on your computer or however you it, – it's just – it's mind-boggling how things mm-hmm. grow and what's going on. Right. So it may not be what – it may not be the show or the or the same way that you watched with your grandmother, mm. um, but right. it'll still be there because basically in writing there's like ten stories: girl meets boy, boy meets girl, boy loses boy, mm. boy loses girl, boy loses you know finds his dog. I mean there's there's <laughs> just ten stories basically. He runs away, she finds him, she runs away, he finds her, love conquers all. Oh gosh, here comes another guy to break that up and cause more problems, and then mm-hmm. that's resolved. So those those stories go on and on, but they're the ones that feed our souls and feed our hearts. We become attached right. to those people, and I don't think that will end ever. I think that right. good storytelling and good characters will bring an audience, mm. no matter what. And having, I'm sorry. And having shows like no, you're fine. Um, and having like more shows online is definitely a way to bring in a more younger um, audience. Because it really is, but I don't think you should. Yeah. I don't think we need. I, I, I don't think should. I, let me phrase this properly here. I <laughs> think that you need to take care of the grandmothers who started watching your show and made you mm-hmm. who you are. Um, you Definitely. need to take care of the mothers, the aunts, and uncles who may not be good at looking at their phone and figuring out how I'm going to watch, mm. you know, X Y Z show. Um, those people. Um, let's face it, the buying audience is 30 to 60 or and older. Those are the people that have the money. But you're catering every day to the 18 to 30-year-old. Now, the 18 to 30-year-old don't sit down and watch TV all the time. They're out and about and everything is on their phone. So you want to keep that audience, but you don't want to lose the other side. And I think that's been happening lately because everything is so geared to the younger audience, the, the teen, teen, teenager who is looking for his dating life and you know, more interested in something else. Uh, so it, it's very, it's very hard. Uh, you need to, you mm-hmm. need to embrace every age group and every audience. And remember, that's the person that buys the cereal or the detergent that washes the clothes. Mm-hmm. Just my opinion, and we all have one. So, <laughs> yes, <laughs> right. Yeah, I agree. A lot of the younger age do like the more web stuff, and then the older ones like the television um so i just i get it i mean that well, i think and i think we've got <laughs> we don't have the, we don't have the family things as much anymore either and we need mm-hmm. to you know if you if you want to have that time where you can discuss stuff we don't have the shows where people used to sit down and talk about what oh my goodness i, I think they used to call it because i've been out of an office for a long time but the water cooler conversation you know, you watch yeah. something on Monday night, and next day on Tuesday was, oh, my gosh, what happened here? Um, mm-hmm. And the same happens for the soaps, because if you have people that watch during, they come home and they're watching it while they're cooking dinner because they couldn't stay home and watch it because they had a job, then that became the next thing that they talked about with their girlfriends later and stuff. I mean, 
for example, Julie, um, uh, Julia Roberts, when her mother was alive, she and her mother were big days fans, and they used to talk about what was going on with the shows when they talked to each other on at nighttime. I mean, it's a family kind of thing. We don't have a lot of family, and I think that's something that's important. I mean, that's what Ken Corday's family started the days of our lives with the Hortons and uh, the, just to create a family thing. Mm-hmm. And that's where everybody's attached to that family. I agree. Now, I'm going to take a different turn here. Okay, um, you, I'm ready. You are <laughs> you are an animal activist. I've, we're, I follow you on Facebook, and I just love how you are so in love with animals. Um, what inspired that love that you have for animals? Well, I mean, I've always had pets and stuff like that. I'm like one of those people I don't know how to post. I'm like one of those illiterate people that I'm, I shouldn't say I don't know how I could figure it out because I'm an intelligent person, but I just generally share things that happen. And unfortunately, today one lady said, wrote me and said, please don't post this anymore because I can't do anything and it, and it upsets me more. And I had to write her back and say, I, I don't post anything, I just share it. And I think people need to be aware that this kind of thing is going on. And unfortunately, when you have animal abusers, they turn into children abusers and adult abusers. Um, mm-hmm. And you need to, people need to be aware that things are going on in their community and around them. And uh, if, if you don't, if you're not aware and something happens, you know, you, I, I just think it's knowledgeable. And I don't, I'm one of those people that children, um, animals, and our vets, I'm like pets, vets, and kids, yes. <laughs> they don't have a voice loud enough. And so with whatever celebrity I have or whatever my big mouth can yell loudest, I'm going to do it. Um, I don't ever want to see you hurt a, a, a child under any circumstances. I don't want you hurting an animal under any circumstances. And I think that our vets gave us the right to say, don't you hurt a kid, don't you do this. They fought for our rights to speak up and say things, so nobody should ever hurt a vet. Yes, I agree too. I like I can't stand anyone to harm an animal, a child, or an elderly person. They, like you hear about, like they can't do anything abuse. about it. They, yeah. you know, yeah. so you, how dare you? Yeah, they can't. They don't know how to fight back or Mm-mm. to protect Mm-mm. themselves, and it bothers me a lot. But I just love your like you share that, and I'm just like I just love that you, you know, are an activist for that type of a thing. Well, I try to do it. I try to help raise money and things like that, and it's a sad yeah. situation. So uh, if I can say anything, but please spay and neuter your ch- your animals. Um, teach your children to say no and, um, you know, and support, uh, support our vets. Those are the things I try to make sure we do. Yes. Well, thank you. And um, now I'm going to switch back again. That's okay. interesting. Um, so in, in 2000, I believe, you received, um, I believe you received a Daytime Emmy Award for Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Daytime Drama Series. Um, what were your feelings when that happened? Uh, that was probably, it was truly one of the most wonderful things that can happen because that comes from your peers. Um, and to be nominated didn't just come from the um, uh actors and actresses on Days of Our Lives, it came from the actors and actresses on other soap operas because that's who votes and how our nominations go. So to know that the other um, soap opera actors felt that I was doing a good job was, was a terrific, terrific thing and uh, a very proud moment. 
That's amazing. I didn't know how the nominees or the, the nominees are things nominations were. come from. You have to be a member of the Television Academy, and you get a ballot um, with every single actor and actress is listed, and you vote. So now you imagine at the time um, in 2000 there were maybe 10 soaps going on with all the actors and actresses in there. So okay. I I got my nomination from that large pool, which was a blessing, and um, I'm very grateful to the other actors and actresses that nominated me, and it made me feel like I was doing a good job and had been embraced by the daytime community. So it was a, it was a wonderful experience. Awesome. Thank you. And something no one can ever take away. I will always yeah. be an Emmy-nominated actress. So that's, that's, it's, uh-huh. it's wonderful. And then the fans that <laughs> before that gave me the best newcomer from Soap Opera Digest, which was for an old broad who'd been around a long time to have <laughs> the Days of Our Lives fans support me in that manner. I can't even tell you what a blessing and how grateful I was for that. They were the best. I mean, I was like, I'm a best newcomer. <laughs> I've been around a long time, and these people just embrace me as a newcomer in this genre. And how <laughs> I can't, I can't even tell you how elated and how how heartwarming and how thankful I was for that from the fans. That's awesome. I mean, everyone loved, like, loved. I'm not kidding. The Nancy character. Everyone I would talk to at work, my mom, everyone, we were like, we just love Nancy because I feel like, you know, we could relate to your character, you know, because, I don't know, it was we just loved Nancy, Wesley. So. It, was, it was a great character. I loved her very much. And if asked to come back, so, I'd be there in a heartbeat for her. <laughs> that was actually <laughs> leads into my next question. Uh, sorry, um, my, my mouth is getting ahead of you. No, I would be, you know, listen. Kevin and I could come back and wreak some really havoc on a few people that need to be slapped around a little bit. <laughs> because I believe in the spring, Chloe is returning um, full-time. Um, Nadia's going to be returning. Uh, oh, really full-time? For full-time. Yeah, that's what, I, what I've read. She's so, probably... Because she's back right now for, like, um, um, Daniel Genesis' funeral. Uh, and then I believe in the spring she'll be returning uh, full-time. That'll probably be because so, she's pregnant in real life right now. So that'll probably be after. Mm-hmm. Well, they take six months in advance, so. Well, right now they're she, right now, like I said, they're six months in advance. So she could. I don't know yeah. how. I have not seen her in a long time, but I'm going to guess that she's what four or five months pregnant right now. Because mm-hmm. I think I heard in. Yeah. I think I heard in June or July she was no. I guess in July or August she was pregnant. So. That's four, five. We're in five months now, so yes, probably um, when she has the baby and the doctor okay's her to go, whatever she needs to do, then yeah. Mm-hmm. So then, with Chloe being back, it would make sense. I'm sorry, something happened there. Hello. Oh. You, well, I was of... just saying that when Chloe comes back, it would make sense to bring Nancy back, in my opinion. So if that was the case then what would you like to see um, happen with either Nancy and Chloe or just Nancy by herself or what have you? Well, to be honest, I'm really, you know, I'm really not sure because I don't know everything that's been going on with and what, how they, I'm not privy to the, to what the storylines are or what the, mm-hmm. the writers have in mind right this moment. So it's very difficult because by the time she comes back, they've already written the stories. 
And if they've already asked her to come back and there's something that we could do, they would have asked us already. So I don't think we fit into whatever they want to do. Um, but at this point, it, it, it's been kind of crazy when you think about it because Parker is my grandchild. I have a daughter mm-hmm. that as they've aged these other kids, I mean, Joy, our daughter, um, would be of the teeny bopper 20-year-olds at this point, how they have the rapid aging syndrome that goes on on the soap. <laughs> um, and um, so there's so many kind of different storylines right this moment. So, I, you know, I truly don't know uh, how we would fit in. I just know that um, Craig should be the chief of staff of the hospital, and we should come back and just create all kinds of problems there. <laughs> <laughs> there could that be some real good, stuff. Right? It's just like um, <laughs> it, they need to have some kind of fun things going on. I don't think I mm. think there's been a lot of angst and a uh, and uh, I think it's time to have. It's some, been pretty depressing. I think it needs but, to have like, some fun. I mean, it can yeah. still be we can still be hell on wheels, but it should be fun hell on wheels and um, right and yeah. getting even. I mean, I don't think I, I think they missed the boat in my opinion when um, when. Chloe was forced into prostitution and all that stuff, not knowing exactly where they were going. But had Nancy found out about that and knew that um, Kate had been responsible for a lot of that, <laughs> do you not think that Nancy would have taken care of Kate? Really? Oh. Uh, yeah, there would have been there would have been blood. So um, you know, and uh, and even with Brady with his problems and stuff. I mean, so it's crazy. Crazy. Yes. We have um, a chat room question for you. Um, she doesn't want to call in, so she just wanted us to ask you for her. Her name is Becca, and first she wanted us to tell you that she thinks you're absolutely beautiful. Oh, very. Thank you. <laughs> and her question is, what is the most difficult aspect of acting in a comedy and or a drama? What's difficult? Um. It's hard because I don't really think of it being difficult because I'm, I enjoy it so much. Um, it's, there's the different genres in um, uh, in in the soap opera. The the hardest thing for me doing days was the fact that um, whatever dialogue I said on Monday, I just reworded it on Tuesday, then reworded it on Wednesday, and and on Thursday, or maybe I wasn't on Wednesday. We reworded it on we said it on Tuesday. Then I reworded it on Thursday, and then it was the, com- the end of it was on Friday. So you're memorizing the same words over but in a different thing. So that was very hard for me to get used to is that I was saying kind of the same thing but it's in a different way, which is why the, the soap operas were um, – it took so long sometimes because you said the same things over and over again. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay, yes. so that was kind of hard. Um, also, when you're doing comedy, sometimes what's hard is uh, if you're doing a three-camera, uh, like when I, did, when I was doing um, Step by Step or like when I was doing um, uh, a more recent show, let me just say, The Big Bang Theory, your delivery, your timing sometimes depends on an audience reaction. And sometimes you don't always get that because the camera's shifting or the director has you shift at one point to a different thing. So sometimes you're timing. So that can be a little difficult. Um, and in, and then dramatic scenes when you're doing drama and, and say you have to cry or have a breakdown or something like that, it's, it's, 
if you have to do it over and over again, is mm-hmm. is sustaining it and making sure that um, if you had a tissue, you had the tissue in the same hand when they shot it the next time so that when they were cutting it all matched. And so there's a lot of things that you have to think on besides the words. Um, did I um, did I brush my hair away with my left hand or did I brush it with my right hand? Did I um, adjust my clothes here? Did I pick the glass up here? So you're having all kinds of things that are going on at the same time. When you're doing a feature film and stuff, a lot of times your script supervisor will say, no, no, you need to pick the glass up on this word at this time. So when you're acting and in that moment, you also have to remember the things that are going on. So it's a lot of different things that you learn by doing a lot uh, is that answering the question? I'm not sure if I... Yes, if I, it is. Okay. I was so, going to go back to your comment on the Big Bang Theory. Do they record that show with an actual live audience watching? No, we did not have a live audience. We had, um, we had, I think there was five or six cameras, so the cameras are in different positions so they can cut back and forth what the director wants to see um, and how that wants to do. So you sometimes have to... Um, just remember what you were doing so that when they come in for a tighter shot or whatever, that you're in the same place doing whatever you were doing. Um, but that one wasn't in front of a live audience. When I did step-by-step, step, it was in front of a live audience. Okay. And I was the, just wondering because, you know, cause sometimes you can hear like an audience laughter or, you know, something like that. And I just wasn't sure if that was really in front of an audience or if they just plugged sometimes that in. It is, and sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it is and sometimes it's canned laughter which is you know, recorded laughter to play in for with what the director and the writers felt as the laugh line to, 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 to punch up what they, they felt was the funny thing. Um, my husband is one of those people that won't watch anything that's got a laugh track on it. He goes, I'll laugh if I want to laugh. I'm not going to laugh because they told me to. I said, okay, you don't have to watch this. So, and there, are some, there are some shows that hire laughers. Um, it, it's like they're actors who just come in and laugh. Oh, wow. On the on the plot, they laugh live on what the the director is telling them where to laugh, and they'll sometimes say, "We're going to do this again. Laugh a little louder here." I mean, it's <laughs> it's a bizarre business that that I'm in. So uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> I don't want to be yeah. in any other business, but that's pretty bizarre. So <laughs> I've always wondered about that, and since we were talking about, it, I was like, "Well, I'll just ask you," because um, I was curious. I was like, "I wonder if they actually have like, like you said, the canned laughter or." If, they're really in front of people. It would be more stressful probably really in front of people. Well, it, you, you know, you, it's okay, just a second. My dog has come into the room, and she's very Hello. upset that she can't get in my lap. Come on. <laughs> come on. But a, you're a little diva. Come. All right. Come what on. What kind of dog do you have? She's a little mutt terrier, but uh-huh. uh, she's like, uh, she's like, uh, excuse me, you're not in the other room with me in your lap. I want to be in here. So anyway, <laughs> now she's up, and she's sitting, and she's very happy. Uh, Spoiled. Um, <laughs> she is. She's just spoiled. Um, well, she's your baby. <laughs> yeah, she is definitely my little baby, and she's spoiled. It. I think what it is right now is she's going, excuse me, I go for a walk at 4 o'clock. It's 4.35. Uh-oh. What the hell is going on? <laughs> she's going to go later. I told her she had to go later today, and she's like, she's pouting now, but she'll get over it. Um, hilarious. Uh, there were, when I'm trying to think of different shows that I've done that have uh, the the kids show I did um, a while ago was um, uh, had laughers, not a live audience. Um, Step by Step was a live audience. Um, um, other shows that I've done, uh, they've just uh, again put a laugh track in. Um, 
when I did Roseanne, Roseanne had a laugh was laugh had an audience in there, and they have when the audience comes in, they have a hired comedian that is the warm up person because generally when the audience comes in, they're in there like a half an hour before the show ever starts. Oh wow! And and if we are doing something and there's a camera problem, we have to reshoot the scene again. That person that's hired the comedian keeps them ramped up saying, okay, we're going to need to do this again. We're going to need to laugh just as loud. We're going to here we go. We're going to laugh just as loud. Um, years ago, I worked on a show where the leading lady, and I won't go into any more about that, but um, <laughs> she, um, she was a, a comedian who didn't want to say the same punchline over in front of the audience. Um, if they if they shot it and they had to shoot it again, she wouldn't use the same punchline. So writers had to be there constantly in case they had to get a different punchline because she didn't think it was fair to make the audience try to laugh at something they'd already heard, which huh. made it very difficult for the people in the booth because they had to try to edit things together. And if the line changed, it meant there was a different shot coming in. So it made it very difficult. But that was quite a while ago, and that person um, came and went. So, wow. Anyway, well, and that okay. happens too. That happens. Yeah, I, I could see how she probably thought it was more difficult for the people to laugh, but at the same time, that changes everything. Well, it, her it, line. It, so. Primarily, it was uh, the premier. This person was a um, was a was a stand-up actor, a, not stand-up actor, but she was a stand-up comedian, and okay. um, and she was not used to being on camera and so it it just was um it was back um it was back like in the in the 80s i think it was in the 80s or the early 90s but the person came and went it was kind of like they had, they were good but they just couldn't grasp they couldn't grasp the tv aspect of it so their show didn't last so and it happens it happens i mean they're funny people and they're they do well now as a as stand-ups all around but they just—it's—it's it's a tough business. Um, I don't do stand-up anymore because I don't understand that whole thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's crazy. All right. Well, we have a couple of callers in queue, so we will okay. bring one of them on to have a chance to speak with you. Okay. I believe this caller's name is Bobby. Hello, you're live with Patrika. Hey, Patrika. Hey, Bobby. Hey, I wanted to say I. When I first started watching Days in 2000, I'll tell you the real reason why I started watching Days in 2000 was probably because I started to develop a little crush on Kirsten Storm from Senior on Seven Heaven and in the first Dion movie. <laughs> and uh, trust me, I, and I just felt like I just needed to watch Days for more than Belle and just see what was going on. And I think I ca- caught right up with the Chloe having cancer storyline right there. And I just want to say. You you was from Monitor back then. I'm surprised they didn't ask you back more often. Well, re- I, prior, prior to um, prior to the last time, like you said earlier. Well, again, like I said, you know, when the, remember the soaps sometimes change their um, their head writers, and when the, they change the head writers, the head writers sometimes change to their supporting writers are going to be underneath them, and the storylines all change, and that's where. You know, one one family goes out, and one family comes in, and um, and and that's kind of what happened. I mean, while I was there, we had a great time, and again, like I said, Kevin and I'd be back in a heartbeat to create havoc or whatever we needed to do um, because we we loved being there and love our fans. Um, 
but sometimes things have to move on. And unfortunately, at this point for um, the Wesleys, we're not there, though our daughter is still there. Yeah, that's fortunate. And, and hopefully you can come back in the fall if they need you. To, and hopefully, like you said earlier, bring back joy. But for God's sakes, please don't put her with the rest of those bratty teens. <laughs> you don't think we should bring joy back to bring create havoc among those rats? That to, to I mean, be, the only person I can think of that would pair with her that's not related is Joey. Oh well, I'm not. But, I, that I can't answer by, like this. But you have to remember that Chloe was raised by the Lanes. Remember, she was adopted by the Lanes. Joy, oh, well, well, Joy will I, have been raised. Joy will have been raised by Nancy. Uh oh. Right. Right. But, <laughs> But but I just want to, just before I ask your question is, I think I remember seeing you on an episode of Different Strokes, which, if I recall, way back in the 1980s. But I oh, yes, honey, I was on Different Strokes with the, I think it was the chipmunk thing or um, the groundhog. I don't remember what the, what it was about, but I remember <laughs> doing Different Strokes back in the back in the day, yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, I want to just say it was great to work with, with um, Gary Coleman, God rest his soul, because yes. he was probably the funniest and most popular young actor, along with uh, Wester and um, and Keisha Knight Pullman, that was that was big at the time, and 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 God, and God rest his soul. And I just just only wish that he was still alive today and listening to this program because he probably would agree with me. Well, you know, I've worked with some great people, and, and like yeah. you said, rest, may they rest in peace. Some um, things um, you just kind of have to move on, and and at least we have them on film, so we can go back and enjoy them. Exactly. Thank God for reruns. But yes. My bigger now, now I now my bigger question is, and I think you mentioned them, um, you winning the daytime Emmy back in 2000, which I kind of was thinking. I don't remember a day star other than Suzanne Rogers winning it till Tamron Braun uh, got the daytime Emmy in 2008. So I don't remember. Um, I you know what I'm not really sure either. But didn't Jensen win? I know Jensen was nominated. I don't know if he won or not. Um, uh, Jensen Ackles. Um, I know he was nominated. I don't know if he won. Um, I know Suzanne won, and it wasn't until Tamara won. But Tamara won. Tamara won the year that I lost um, for for another show. Mm-hmm. Oh. And because uh, we were nominated together, and she won that year. And then I think. Um, um, I'm trying to think of her name from Young and the Restless, who played Heather the Tom? Pipe. Is I'm she sorry, Heather Tom? No, no, not Heather. The um, the Michelle one that played the nun and Michelle Stafford. No, no, honey, just a second. Sharon. She she was on she was on um she was on um Young and the Restless. Then she came over and she played like five different parts just Eileen before the Wesley. Eileen Davidson. Yes, Eileen came on. I think it's Eileen won. I think. Eileen won the year that she, Eileen was just finishing up her story when the Wesley started. Right. And I believe she won that year. Well, well, yeah, and of course at the same time she started on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and look what she's doing now on both Wire and on, on that show with Lisa. Lisa Renan, because I know there's two different Lisas, and I don't want to mix them up. That I don't know because I don't watch those, so I can't help you there. Okay, but my my bigger my question is, um, is, um, what do you think will probably go on with um, perhaps if they give you back the storyline and how Park is going to be raised? Will he be raised by Chloe and, and or will he be raised by Nancy now that um, 
or now that um, uh, that Daniel is is dead. Well, but the, that I don't really know because uh, because you know I just came on and took him away and brought him back and then I left I left so uh, um, in 2013. But I, if I'm not mistaken, Parker is besides being my grandson, he is also um, uh, Suzanne's grandson. Oh, mm-hmm. isn't it? Because Suzanne, the, yeah, cause Daniel nice. was Suzanne's son, right? Yes. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. I yeah. So. So in, in reality, Maggie could end up raising Parker, depending. Well, there could be a whole big battle between Chloe because Chloe did sort of leave town so that Daniel could have, you know, she went to take care of her mental problem, yeah. and now she's back, but, you know, Daniel's gone. But um, Parker is uh, the grandson of Maggie, so Maggie could end up fighting Chloe for custody. Um, I don't know what will happen there, but, again, um, if there's a big custody battle over their grandchild, I would hope that they would want Na- Craig and Nancy to come in and fight with their daughter for their grandson. Okay. So it, I don't know. But, again, it all depends on what your head writers have. And don't forget, they, they, have what, they have a Bible, and they're like months ahead writing that Bible as to where every story is going to go. Um, okay. And then it also depends on the network and say, we don't like this story. It's not doing well. And the fans can also dictate. They are far ahead. But the fans can say, write in and say what you, you know, how you want Parker raised. You write in and say you know, what you said about somebody else you didn't like that were stinkers and only Joey could do, you know. Um, you, you are the people, the fans are the people that keep any show, any show on the air. I don't care if it's daytime or nighttime. If the fans don't like it, they just need to say, I don't like it. And you're just a phone call away to the network. You can call your local NBC station, CBS station, ABC, TNT. Call your local stations if you don't like anything that's going on with the show. Right, exactly. That's how a lot of these shows get determined come come late April, early May, which goes and which stays. And and with that being said, I hope that days ends up probably – Getting renewed even before they take the break for the real Olympics. Well, it, it well, and again, it's all going to depend on. And the fans need to say something. And don't forget, you know, even though the Olympics on, they'll still be filming probably. So the, you know, in some cases, because they can't go too long without saints doing something, because um, actors want to work all the time, and if they're not working, they're not getting paid in a lot of cases. Um, so you need to. Everything has to keep going on. So, exactly. Well, right. Thank you for calling in, Bobby. We yeah, have some other guests. Well, thank you very much for calling in too, and hopefully, I'll just um, start watching days because I know there's going to be there's a big change with one of the stations around here, which I'll tell you more about next week. But hopefully, I will just watch on the current station before it makes this move later next month to a, a new station in, in the area to watch it. So okay. Thanks, Bobby, very much Bye, for guys. calling in. Hello? Okay. Yes, okay. okay. So Thanks, now Bobby. We, yes, Bobby, he's sweet. Um, he calls in um, and talks to us every week when we do um, our normal daily or weekly days chat on our radio show without guests. So he, he's one of our regulars. <laughs> Good. Um, our next caller is, I believe, Chris. Hi, Chris. Hey, Chris. Hey. How are you? I'm very fine, and you? Doing good, thanks. 
just want to say you're beautiful, and thank you for representing us larger women very well. (laughs) You go. (laughs) Yes, and us older ones too, right, Misty? Hey, honey, we've got to take care of everybody. (laughs) Yes. Um, Patrika, I won't take much of your time. I just wanted to say, you know, that I really enjoyed watching you. I've been watching days since the early 80s when Hope first started. Wow. so I have been a long-time viewer, and I wanted to know, what is your favorite storyline? For me, as a, for Nancy? As Nancy. Nancy, as Nancy yes. I think probably, um, well, when we first came on, I, as much as I loved all the family stuff, we, we had such a good time working with Lisa Lindy, who, is, uh, who played Nurse Allie, who tried mm-hmm. to kill, <laughs> tried yep. to kill and we drove her a little nuts, and but that road trip to Las Vegas probably was one of the most fun things that we did, um, leaping out of windows and, and, and trash cans and in and up in jail and stuff. That was a fun, fun time. Yeah, and I, with, I remember that. Yeah, working with uh, Christy and um, Mike, and, I mean, it just was a fun thing. Right. And I know that you had mentioned that you um, don't, uh, you know, that you share a lot with uh, Facebook. Yes. And um, I was just wondering, do you actually run your own Facebook and Instagram or and Twitter? Or, uh, yes, or? yes. If you, if you, I'm just, I'm just Patrika Darbo with no A. So if you private message me and want me to ask you and ask me something, I don't get on there all the time, but I do answer everything myself. Okay. And um, and uh, Twitter is me at Patrika Darbo, though I haven't the foggiest idea what I'm doing half the time. <laughs> so if, it, if you don't get a response on Twitter or Instagram, it's because I have no idea what button I'm pushing or what's going on. And generally, I'm like, I'll share it and I'll retweet it. I have no like for the radio show today. I just kept retweeting whatever <laughs> you guys put out on Common Ground. I just retweeted. I said, okay, I can't get any trouble if I retweet it. <laughs> Trust so me, I, I don't know what I'm doing on Twitter either, but Facebook I'm pretty good at, uh, and that's as thing as an Apple text, is, and that's really bad. But if you have a problem with your iPhone, I'm the person to come to. God bless you, but I have an Android, so I, so I, you still can't help me. Um, but if, if you write me, uh, if you if you like message me, I always I always talk back to messages. In fact, you probably saw me going. What is this a dating service? I, you know, I know I'm a fabulous, wonderful woman, and I look pretty. But I've been married 42 years. I'm not interested in whether you're a widow or you're single or you're looking, because I got mine. Right. So. <laughs> well, thank you so very much. It was a pleasure to talk with you. And Back I'll at you, honey. Me. And so message me, and we'll talk. Okay, we'll do. Take care. Bye, Jessica. Thank you. Okay, our next caller is Travis. Hey, Hello? Travis. Hey, Travis. Hi, how you doing? Fine, thank you. You're welcome. Um, I don't know if you remember me, but I had you on my show like a year or two ago on Gabtown Divas. Uh, I'm going to say I don't remember, but that's because I don't even know what I had for lunch. So it, no, okay. it, it's nothing personal. No, no, no. Um, yeah, I had you on my talk show like a year or two ago, um, and I just wanted to call and Say hi, and uh, I'm glad that everything's well with you, and it, it's a pleasure listening to you tonight. And I wish you nothing but the best with uh, what you're doing and continue doing. So I follow you on um, Facebook and everything, and, um, yeah, just wanted to say a quick hi. Oh, honey, that's very sweet. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, Travis. You're welcome. We love Travis here. 
Um, he's one of our inspirations for starting our radio show. Ah, uh, um, I mean, I see, that's the other thing is, you know, when you think about it, I mean, radio is an old genre, but it's right now it's hot. I mean, I, I apologize. I don't remember being on Travis's, and like, and a year from now, when you call me up, I'm going to go, Misty, Brandon, who, when was I on? You know, <laughs> so, and it won't be anything personal. It's just I'll be going, what? Um, you know, I know Martha Madison has a radio show. I mean, there's a lot of different people that are doing radio, which puts, which is all internet, and it's just, it, it's crazy how our business works at this point. So there's so many things out there for everyone to do, and I'm just grateful that I'm getting to be part of it. Yes. We are. We appreciate you so much uh, for doing this with us tonight. Um, we love when we get the opportunity to have um, – we usually have, like, days cast members, past or present, because um, basically our show is about days of our lives as as being the fans of the show. Each week we just get together and talk about it with other fans. Well, you'll have um, to have Kevin on now because Kevin's getting ready yeah. to produce another Broadway show, and he's you know still doing his music and and travels a great deal with that. But he's really big in producing right now some Broadway things and stuff. So, and, and I'm sure he'd like to come on and talk. Awesome. Yes, we will reach out to him um, and do that. So that would be really awesome. But we've had a couple of the other cast members on, but every time we get a chance to just speak with you guys, it's just so invigorating just because we are fans and we, we love the show and we love you all as the actors and how you portray the characters and it's just a real privilege for us to be able to get to speak with you guys. So we really it was so it. much fun. I mean it's when you think about all the characters and going to the day's fiftieth party was amazing, um, to get to see, you know, Austin Peck and Christy and I mean just there were just so many people there and uh, that you know, people I see every once in a while at a different event but um people that I hadn't seen in a long time, which is amazing. Awesome. Do you have anything that you want to promote, anything that's coming up for you that you want fans to know about? Nothing really. If I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll try to tweet it if it happens and stuff right this moment. I'm just working on some, you know, like I said, doing my voiceover so I can, like, go... <laughs> Bark like a dog. Uh, and my dog going, what the hell are you doing now? Um, uh, so, um, just little things like that. A um, couple of things that I'm trying to get produced, and maybe they'll happen. Uh, you know, I'm not going to say maybe. They will happen because um, I'm like a dog with a bone. I have tenacity, and I will keep going. Um, and again, if days ask and I'm available, I would certainly do it because I love doing it there, and I love all the fans. And um, uh, Brandon and Misty, you know where I am, so. That's right. We'd love to have you back on um, sometime in the future. Please don't hesitate to call. All right. Thank you so much again. We will let you go so you can take that sweet doggy for a walk. Yes, because she's now (laughs) back in the room pouting again. She's like, Uh are you done yet? (laughs) So we thank you so much, and we hope that you have a great rest of the night. Thank you guys very much, and you have my email so you know how to get me if you need me. Yes, yes. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye, everybody. Have a good night. Bye-bye. She was so sweet. Yes. I love how she's just so, like, vivacious and, you know, passionate. She's very passionate, and I just love that. Because you just never know what to expect. Like, when you have a guest on, you just never know, but she was awesome. Yes. So sweet. It's always such a pleasure when we get to to speak to them and have them on. And she was cracking me up about Travis. She was like, 
Yeah, no, I'm going to be honest. I don't remember. <laughs> she was honest. That was great. Yeah. She was. Yeah. I know. was like, that's so funny. And then she told us that, you know, in a year from now, she probably won't remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wouldn't but, expect her to remember. I mean, she's busy. Yes. That's so funny. And I don't remember what I had for like Aww. a couple of days ago either. So <laughs> I know. Isn't that hilarious? People are like, what did you have for lunch yesterday? And it takes me like 10 minutes. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, right. whatever. Yeah, so, that's so funny. Uh, but anyway, um, I'm so glad we got to have her on. We will have to reach out to Kevin and see. Oh, yeah. I've never even thought of that. Like, I know, which I love him and I love his character. I just, I'll reach out to him and see what I can do. Um, there and I'm also. I mean, you already on have an in there with guest. Patrika, so. I know. I mean, I know. We've been Facebook friends for a while. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, look at that you! That is so funny. But yeah, you, you are working on another guest, right? <laughs> yes, I am, and she's already responded back to me, and but I asked her if she would want to come on before, or would she be willing to be our guest for our 100th episode? So I'm waiting to hear back on that. Um, so we may have a special guest for our 100th episode, um, or we may have her on before. It'll just depend on whatever it says <laughs> for her. So I will keep you guys posted. Um, so again, if you are not following us on Twitter, we're at CG Online Radio, and give us a like on Facebook, Common Ground Radio. That way you can keep up with who we'll have on and who we won't. <laughs> That's funny to say that, but we may or may not have guests. You guys know that. Okay. So. But surprise, I'm surprise. Excited. Yes. And Our so, hundred episode is just four de- four shows away. Four yes. shows. So probably by February next month. Episode yes. one hundred. I have so tears exciting. thinking about it already. I know. It's so exciting. <laughs> so um hopefully either I mean, either way, we love talking to this particular person. We've had her on before. You guys all love her. Mm-hmm. So um we'll we will um trying, though, to see if she will agree to the 100th episode. But mm-hmm. um, if she wants to come on before, that's fine, and then we'll make plans for something else for our 100th. So we'll be thinking about what we want to do. I know at one of our anniversary shows, we did the game with Dan. That mm-hmm. was fun. Yeah, so we'll just come up with something if we don't get a guest, um, something fun for our 100th. So we'll see. Have anything you want to add before we say goodnight? Oh, boy. Well, hmm. I have to be to bed probably within the next hour because i got to be up at 3.30. So I don't really have much to say. But thank you, everybody, for calling in tonight, as usual. Um, you didn't have to. So thanks. Because if you didn't call in, then we would have just been stumbling over ourselves trying to think of something else to say. So thanks for calling in. Um, and as far as I know, and as far as missing it, we'll be back next week. Yes? Mm-hmm. No? Maybe? Yeah. I don't know. Yes? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so that means we're right on track to have episode 100 um, next month. Um, so, yeah. Have a good week, everybody. Be safe. Mm-hmm. Stay warm. It's supposed to be like 10 degrees tomorrow, like for the high here. So Ooh. can't wait for that. Yeah. Well, all right. Thank you guys for calling and for being in the chat room. We love you guys. And we will talk later. Thank you. Good night. Have a good week, everybody. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. 
But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.